walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, in this art he is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh. What's up, everybody? Man, you thought HLA meant hot lesbian action? Well, turns out it means hot. Lesbian apron bump. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, the hardest part of the ring. And man, oh man, what a fucking bizarre time. <laughs> 2002, or September of 2002, WWE Unforgiven. What just a what a what a weird time. Cause uh, look, man, we're 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 relatively fresh off the attitude era the in-ring product has definitely taken a uh, a higher focus i mean we're we're right in the middle of the smackdown six era and we see that a lot in this show with both eddie guerrero versus edge and chris benoit versus kurt angle which are both amazing matches uh raw's really good too i mean shit you got rvd fighting for the world title and, uh, I mean, like, the TV shows, they'll have these random-ass matches. Like, it'll be, like, Bubba Ray Dudley versus Stevie Richards. But it'll, like, get some time, and it'll be, like, pretty good. Like, it's just flow. Like, the shows flow with these really consistently good matches. Jericho's, your Jeff Hardy's, all those guys, right? And, hell, I mean, this show is main-evented by Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker, which is arguably the biggest feud in either of their career. I mean, definitely Brock, I think, right? As far as like guys Brock Lesnar has feuded with over the years, I mean, who is more significant than The Undertaker? Maybe Kurt Angle? Um, I can't really think of anybody else, honestly. I mean, it has to be up there, right? And just kind of further solidifying at this point in this pay-per-view, further solidifying Brock Lesnar at the top. So yeah, a lot of good stuff happening on this show. But then um, we got some HLA. Some hot lesbian action, of course. You have uh, the Billy and Chuck wedding, which is not occurring on this show. It occurred on SmackDown a few weeks before this. But uh, a lot of the uh, the aftershock is still felt, and we still get a... Um, the storyline is still going on. I'll just put it that way. We, we talk about it in the episode. But um, yeah, some weird shit, man. I mean, like the Un-Americans, too, is like... <laughs> I think I don't even know if I mentioned this in the episode, but we're, we're fresh off of the heels off of them trying to light the American flag on fire on Raw. Uh, but who stopped this? None other than the big red demon, the devil's favorite demon, Glenn Kane Jacobs. 
returning to Monday Night Raw a few weeks ago to stop the un-Americans from uh, desecrating the American flag in the middle of the ring. And then we got a, we have an eight-man tag on this show as the fallout of that. But Kane returning in 2002. You know what that means. We are in striking distance of Katie Vick. Yeah, that storyline is coming up soon. Not on this show, but uh, the next show, I believe. No mercy. <sighs> necrophilia, everybody. Necrophilia. Uh, but speaking of... Well, not speaking of necrophilia. Speaking of Katie. Uh, joined <laughs> on this show. She's going to love that segue. Uh, by Katie. From the Sheelite Showcase joins me on this episode. We have a good old time talking about some Unforgiven 02. Uh, go check out Katie wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube, on Twitch, all that info in the description below. Katie Rasslin13 on Twitter for everything Cater Tot. Uh, <laughs> she does that lots, of, she has a lot of irons in the fire, as they say. She's got the Sheelite Showcase which is a, uh, a wrestling recap show that occurs every Thursday on Twitch. Uh, of course, you can listen to it on uh, YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts with our co-host Savannah. Recap in the week of wrestling, but they put their own unique twist on it. Give the female perspective on wrestling. Talk about like New Japan stuff, too, which Savannah has her own specific show, if that's what you're into. G1 Climax season, so no better time. I guess we're, we're past it, but you know, if you're just catching up like me. Go check that out. Um, yeah, Katie has the She Leads Showcase. She has uh, In the Crowd, which is another show she does. Inside the Mind, which I was a guest on uh, a few months ago, is, is an interview show where she interviews various people in the podcast community, the res- wrestling podcast community. Uh, I had a good time on that show. So go check that out. Check out the She Leads Showcase. Check out all of her shows, why don't you? And all her info in the description below. And hey, if you like this kind of stuff, look, I talked about this bizarre time in wrestling, talked about Katie Vick coming up. Shit. What do we have in the past? We had Hulk Hogan as champion. We had we had the SummerSlam 02 recently just happened. One of the best pay-per-views of all time. We've had um, the NWO has been all over this year. Tons of tons of weird shit. But a lot of good stuff, too. And uh, all all of it interesting in 2002. So if you're into that kind of stuff, this era of WWE, go to apronbump.com. And you can go to the Episodes tab at the top. And you can select Ruthless Aggression Era. Or Attitude Era. Or TNA. Or Ring of Honor. Or Progress. Or, you know, Monday Night Wars. All that stuff. I cover it all. Go to apronbump.com. And you can select. You can filter which episodes you would like to listen to. And you and, Join the chronological journey, why don't you, through all of these timelines. So uh, go do that. Follow me on Twitter, the TikTok, the Instagrams, MySpace, all of it. And uh, yeah, let's get to it, shall we? WWE Unforgiven 2002 with myself and Katie from the She Leet Showcase and 12 other shows. No. Never. All right. I don't like the sarcastic attitude. That was, that was the spot where you're like, no, you're such a hard oh, worker. Oh, no, you're Kyle. so weird right <sighs> All right. Well, this has been a short episode. You have a good day. <laughs> I I might not forgive you for that. 
<laughs> All right, Dwayne, if you're going to fucking claw at me the whole time, I'm going to kick you out. <laughs> you see this motherfucker? Oh, I love him. Precious. Look at the belly jiggle. Precious bean. He hates it. All right, you want to be in or out? He's going to meow if I let him out, so I'm just going to see how this goes. And I mean, that's, we'll go from there. That sounds perfect. It's the constant struggle. God, there is so much. I picked him up once, and now there's cat hair all over my shirt. I just lint rolled. Uh, I, oh, I just lint rolled. I did. I had to go find. That's why I was late. I had to find my lint roller, and then I. You know, it's okay. It's okay. Can you hear my fan, fl- by the way? I can. I mean, I can cut it out later. Okay. If. It is so hot in this room. I if I have my AC on, it's too loud, and my fucking mm. fan is too loud now. So I'm screwed. Whoo! Let me tell you what. When I moved, and because my old apartment, I had window AC, and now I have uh, central air, which is uh, really getting with the 21st century over here. Proud of you. Thanks. Well, speaking of fans, were you a fan of this show, Unforgiven 2002? <laughs> you uh yeah i was yeah i did did you were you watching during this time period oh yes because you're 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 like what like 17 right (laughs) no i turned 26 last month okay so you were uh i was in like first grade why can't i math right now okay first grade all right i was in like yeah depending on like what month this show was in i was in first grade right right september so you were just starting first grade yes just starting first grade it's a big time it's a big time in everybody's life i liked first grade i didn't like first grade uh my teacher was kind of a bitch uh miss johnson my teacher was pregnant so she left like halfway through the year so then we got a sub and the sub was way cooler damn what a whore so uh, (laughs) unforgiven 2002 was the show that happened uh and wrestling <laughs> uh where where do we even begin here all right so unforgiven so uh unforgiven. wwe world wrestling entertainment actually wwf it's wwe here i thought it was f no no they got the f out Catherine. i don't know if you heard <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the name is cater top as oh. seen on screen get the- <laughs> you and Matt always have dumbass names I don't notice until no, halfway through. not always. I saw Matt was Taz's package. I was like, perfect opportunity. I'm going to be Cater Tot. Because you're the only mm. person who calls me that. All right. We're going to be Cater Tot in the video. That's, that's that's fine. That's the bed you've made. I did this on purpose. That's good. I'm happy for it. <laughs> Thank you. But yes, it's WWE. They turned into WWE in like, I don't know, May or something. So it was a few months before this. Okay. So we're uh, we're in the beginning you were close, though. You were close. Uh, the beginning of the brand extension here, and this is actually the first pay-per-view, fun fact, where there are two world titles. Well, unless you count, like, the WCW shit from the invasion, but we don't talk about that. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the world title was just recently introduced in the build-up to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of an evergreen topic, because, like, even, like, today, Roman Reigns has both titles. And it's a big debate online, like if there should be two titles, one title. Where, where do you stand on that? Um, at this point, I want all titles separated, like now, right. because it, it's like just having Roman face one guy when there are not like a lot of people up to his standards, but like quite a few. 
who mm-hmm. could eventually get there, can we just take the belts off of them and separate them again? Yeah. No, I agree. Especially, like, I'm a big fan of, like, two brands, like a, a fine line, or not fine line, a thick line in between them. <laughs> Is that a phrase? Probably not. Um, oh. But two, like, separate shows, two separate sets of belts. I feel like when you have a big enough roster, which they do today, you can afford to have two unique shows with unique storylines and unique titles. Like, I don't think there's any excuse to have just one title. No. I mean, they they did try it. They When they first split the brands up, there was one world champion that would go from, like, back and forth. And that mm-hmm. was kind of dumb because, like, when, once you lose the title, what brand are you on? It was, it was kind of sloppy and messy. Yeah. So maybe they can make that work. Maybe they can learn from their mistakes. But... As far as I'm concerned, this this right here, the precedent that they're setting with this show, two world title matches, I thought was a good uh, a good way to go about it. Two worlds, one family. Man, hang that above my bed and <laughs> light some candles. <laughs> um, but the show starts with uh, an eight-man tag. So we got the Americans versus the Dirty Foreigners, the Un-Americans. So we got uh, Booker T... Bubba Ray Dudley, Gold Dust, and Kane versus Christian, Lance Storm, Test, and a new one American, William Regal. So, <laughs> I, before we get into, I got I got a quick geography uh, question for you because you're like the geography uh, expert of the IWC. Uh-huh, that's yeah. what you're known as. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane, do you yeah. do you happen to know where he's from? Like. Are you talking Glenn Jacobs, the person? That's a completely different person. I'm talking about Kane. Okay. Kane? Um, yeah. No. I'm trying to, like, think back to, like, any, like, ring announcements from, like, when he was yeah. wrestling. I keep thinking, like, parts unknown, but that's not him. So that's what I was thinking. Uh, another thing, so I don't know if you played WWE 2K22. I haven't yet, actually. But in that game, they announced Kane from... The pits of hell. You know, I mean, it's it could be. I've never heard him announce that. And uh, I feel like TV. I've heard them say something like, or maybe it was Hell's Favorite Demon or something. I don't know. I feel like I remember Hell being somewhere in his introduction. Mm. Yeah, uh. the dark side of hell, 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 Michigan, huh? Uh, uh. Who? Come on, uh, c- <laughs> call in with your favorite hell city. Um, uh, the reason I bring that up is because I think Parts Unknown and Pits of Hell are both outside of the American border, no? Well, I think so. Unless, unless it's like, you know, vertically down, but still within the borders, right? (laughs) Who's with me? Uh, but the match happens. So it's an opening match here. It's just eight guys in there. It, it's it's a pretty quick match. So it's pretty much like a, a it feels like a sprint during like most of yeah. this match. Uh, Kane gets in there because Kane's the newly returned guy. He's the guy that's red hot. Uh, you know, pun not intended. <laughs> but uh, he's on fire. But <laughs> yeah, we got Tess. He does this like really crazy power slam on Kane. You got uh, Booker T in there with the scissors kick on the test. That's the spin of Rooney, which is probably the biggest pop of the night. Yep. You got Christian and Storm, low blows and super kicks. You got Bubba Bombs. You got Shattered Dreams. All kinds of shit. 
Uh, towards the end, William Regal goes for his brass knucks, which he's become known for. He, like, puts them on his hand. But before he can fire it off, Kane punches him in the face and then choke slams Lance Storm and uh, gets the win for the Americans. So, uh, fun, fun match, huh? What do you What do you think, Dwayne, first of all? <laughs> got, any, got, any, got any thoughts? Dwayne, any thoughts? Does your asshole have any thoughts? All right, nope. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Fun match, right? There's so much here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, good way to start the pay-per-view off, I guess. The teamwork between, like, the American side was very good. I liked uh-huh. how Booker T just basically took the role of Devon. <laughs> like, yeah. he really did, like, get the tables. Bubba made him do the spinner Rooney, which getting the tables during a match. Guys, come on. You're not AEW. Come on. Up. <laughs> it's, it wasn't on fire with tax on it. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that maybe it was going to be, but they didn't get a chance. <laughs> it probably was. The ref stopped, and he said, no, no, no. I mean, Kane's there. He probably set on fire. Probably. He was he just it was ready to set anything and everything on fire. Yeah. Our little but... arsonist. <laughs> the, the little arsonist Kane. It's crazy that that nickname never took off. That's, that's his, that was going to be his name, but they said, no, <laughs> I think Kane fits better. We'll call him Kane. You know, they could have had he could have had like a mini cane called the little arsonist. See, why weren't we in charge? See, these are the ideas that need to get spitballed back and forth. This is when diamonds are created. The little arsonist. <laughs> I, uh... I want someone to draw that. <laughs> Somebody out there. Kane and like draw Kane from like early nineties, early or late nineties, early two thousands, uh-huh. and then a little arsonist Kane as yeah. like his son. Somebody oh, send see? us a proof of concept and we'll storyline. AEW will take it and it'll be like Luchas, it'll be a part of Jurassic Express probably because that seems like everyone's a part of Jurassic Express. Yeah, yeah. Well, good stuff there. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, we got Billy and Chuck backstage talking to Stephanie McMahon. You got a problem, Katie? What's the problem? No, no. Oh, no problems. A Billy and Chuck backstage <laughs> talking with Stephanie. Uh, Building up to a later match, it's going to be Billy and Chuck in Three Minute Warning, which I don't think that's their name at this point, but it's Jamal and Rosie. Um, it's an interpromotional match, and uh, I'll just say that there, there's high stakes for it. Mm. High stakes. High, the highest the highest of stakes. Yeah. Is that what the H stands for in HLA? <laughs> yeah. High lesbian action. Yep. <laughs> better than low lesbian action, as I, they all say. Touche. Touche. Douche indeed. Well, <laughs> speaking of douches, we got mm. Chris Jericho and Ric Flair. I got a couple of them right here. Yeah. So we got uh, the Intercontinental titles on the line. You got uh, Chris Jericho, who is the new champion, who just won it from Rob Van Dam, I think the week before this, versus Ric Flair, who, wouldn't you know it, 2002, he's uh, he's thinking of hanging it up. He's, <sighs> if uh, only. He's, he's in the twilight of his career. You know, so it's crazy what twenty years can do to a man. <laughs> he Honestly, looks like he looks kind of decent back in two thousand two. Two thousand twenty two, man looks like he's been hit by several trucks. <laughs> you see, I think Ric Flair's looked sixty years old since he was twenty years old. So see, I'm not saying he hasn't looked six he looked like a good sixty, like 
like mm. one of those like sixty year olds who like hang with like the thirty year olds in the bar, you know? Like Judge about? Judy. Judge Judy never ages. I love her. Yeah. Queen. She can get it. Still looks beautiful, I agree. But <laughs> Rick Flair has always looked sixty. I agree. Back right. then, twenty years ago, good sixty. Like tough sixty. Yeah. Now he looks like decrepit sixty. Mm. Like he belongs in a casket. 60. It almost happened. Yeah, he tried he tried his damnedest. Let me tell you. <laughs> he tried his damnedest, but it did not fucking work. Yeah. It's crazy. I think Jericho today is as old as Ric Flair is here, I believe. So probably close. I could be way off. I think that. Jericho's turning like 52 or something this year. I'm going to see how old Ric Flair was in 2002. It's crazy how old people looked back then. Because Ric Flair looks 87 years old here, but in reality, <laughs> he was about as old as Finn Balor is. It's like, what the hell? What happened? What were, we, what were people doing back then? Lots of drugs, I guess. Lots of drugs. Lots of, of helicoptering. Okay, so he's 50. Yeah, he, well, okay, yeah, he's like 53 now. Mm-hmm. So, Jericho is? Uh, no, Rick. Wait, hold on. That didn't seem right. I'm oh, Googling man. that again. Oh, man. That did not work. <laughs> New segment on the apron bump. Katie does math. No, 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 no! We're gonna I can't we're gonna have a whole problem. we're gonna have a whole theme song. Okay, be a whole thing. Okay, because Rick's seventy three, so he would have been okay. fifty three. Oh, well, so yeah, yeah, it was twenty years, almost twenty years. Wow, well, funny how wow. cookie crumbles sometimes. Okay, see the way that it showed up on Google confused the shit out of me. So I was like, oh no, did I get this wrong? How did it show up on Google? It, not the way I was expecting it to. Oh man, I hate when that happens. Just when you thought it was gonna zag. So the story here is that Ric Flair is uh, he's spiraling, basically. He's, uh, he came back to the WWE. He's kind of been directionless. He's kind of been a, uh, a shell of his former self. And uh, Triple H has really been egging him on. He's really been beating him down with it. Like, oh, you, you're not the Ric Flair that I used to know. So Rick's uh, doubting himself. And uh, Jericho's pretty much taken advantage of that. Because they had a match at SummerSlam. So this is a, re- a rematch. But Jericho yes. basically asked up for a rematch as, like, a, a reward from Eric Bischoff. He, like, went and won the Intercontinental title and did a whole bunch of shit. So he's like, oh, you know what? You can have this match. Um, okay. The match is, again, sounds, I feel like it was a very short match. There wasn't a lot going on. Rick did hit a knee drop from the second rope, which I thought was pretty nutty. Surprised his knee didn't pop up. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah, he took a few bumps. I was like, god damn, he, he wrestled another like a veteran's career after this which is <laughs> insane the, the best part of this match can i tell you the best part of this match please there was a sign in the crowd oh one specific sign it just said fozzy sucks <laughs> <laughs> it was the best part of this match i shit you not this match was like i feel like this now where like matches don't need to be on pay-per-views like, mm-hmm. oh, you could just keep, like put that on like a bra or like dynamite or something. This did not need a pay per view spot. Yeah, it was very. I mean, I guess that their star power of these two. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But, but like, with 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 how the the show unfolds, it, I don't think they really wanted to go two balls deep into this because by the end of the show, this match isn't really gonna matter. Uh, so. Oh, Ric Flair, well, at least. Very true. Um, but, and it's kind of you know, it's, it's a it's a not a spoiler. Tease. It's it's foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Hello. Big word for Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ric Flair, he uh, essentially, because Jericho goes for the lion salt, Ric Flair gets out of the way. Jericho lands on his feet and uh, apparently has injured himself, has blown out his knee. Man, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope he's okay when I was watching this. I was like, he surely is injured. Oh, hope he's okay. Yeah. But uh, so he, Jericho's in the fetal position in the corner. The refs check it on him. Jericho's like, ah, I'm a wizard. Get get some people out here. <laughs> or whatever he said. Yeah, and, that's uh, exactly what he said, actually. Verbatim. Fl- <laughs> uh, Flair stops attacking him because, uh, as I mentioned, Jericho's clearly injured. Uh, but as Flair turns his back on Chris Jericho, Jericho, <laughs> what you know, it actually isn't injured. He might have been playing a bit of possum there. Ugh. If I read that correctly. Playing possum. Who would have seen that coming? This is just, never. he's never done this before, I don't think. Never. Mm-mm. Never once. But uh, Jericho locks in the walls of Jericho onto Flair, and Flair taps out pretty much immediately. Uh, retains his title, and even commentary is like, oh, that was the oldest trick in the book. I think Ric Flair, he's lost it. You know, the dirtiest player in the game, and back in the day, he would have never let that happen. He's the master of this kind of stuff. So furthering this, if anything, this match pretty much is there to further that story, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on it? No. It was just, it was just there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Icy title. Glad it was being on a pay-per-view back then. Yeah, I think this is the last time it was on a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, 2002 was the last <laughs> time the IC title was defended on a pay-per-view. Can you guys believe it? It seems like it. It really does. I'll tell you what. If they don't have fucking Gunther defend it in Europe. At Clash? You can't do that. Like, he needs to. Come on, man. I mean, with all the whole NXT UK stuff, I mean, as we're recording this, people are getting released left and right uh, from NXT. Yeah. I don't know if you've been following that or not. but So, like, I was at work all day, but, like, I kind of been, like, checking my phone periodically. And, like, um, I saw that NXT UK talent's, like, getting released to possibly mm-hmm. either come to America. Like, some of them are getting released to be brought back later, and some are just getting, like, brought to america which is probably right. why there were so many goddamn nxt uk people on nxt on tuesday which makes yeah. so much more sense in hindsight yeah i didn't know if they were just doing a one-off worlds collide pay-per-view like they did before and then it was going to go back to nxt uk or if they're mm-hmm. merging and apparently they're pretty much merging the two brands yeah worlds collides like the last <clears throat> like nxt uk show and then they're mm-hmm. finito because I saw uh, what, Flash, Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, Nina Samuels. I don't know how much you watch NXT UK, so I don't know. If you know I, I know I know the names a little bit. Uh, I don't watch it because I don't have time. Yeah. Um, but like I know the majority of the names that I've gotten really so far. Which right. That sucks. I mean, I saw one theory that I mean they might just be releasing them for the time being, and then once NXT Europe starts, which I don't really understand what that is, but. Um, or, or how it's different than NXT UK, but um, it'll, maybe they'll bring them back in the future. But eh, we'll see. Hopefully, the European title makes a comeback. That's you know? what everyone's saying. Which, like, that's a perfect way to bring it back. Yeah, I mean, if not, <laughs> if not, then when? You know? <laughs> if not then, then when? Exactly. I mean, here exactly. in 2002, we just lost the European Championship, which is uh, I'm still Wait, really. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think Jeff Hardy was the last champion, maybe. Oh my I could God. be wrong on that. I mean, I literally just watched this kind of recently. But they like mer Yeah, it was. It was Jeff Hardy. And him and RVD had a unification match. This is when RVD was Intercontinental Champion. Okay. They also got rid of the hardcore title and introduced more uh, lesbians to the show. So that's where <laughs> Raw's going. So Hardcore lesbian action. That's what the H stands for. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> there's all these divisions of lesbian action. <laughs> all the divisions of lesbian action. The intercontinental lesbian action. <laughs> So we got uh, Eric Bischoff backstage with Jamal and Rosie. Uh, you familiar with these fellas? I am, yes. The, uh, so Rosie's Roman Reigns' brother, right? Yeah, I was, like, looking this up because I was like, I can't remember which one is Roman's brother, and it was Rosie, yeah. I think uh, Jamal is his cousin, if, I, yes. uh, if I'm looking at the tree, right? Yeah. But uh, basically just building up to the, uh, the coveted uh, hot lesbian action versus ass kissing match later in the show. Uh, Rico's gonna be in three minute warnings corner, and uh, love the sideburns on Rico. What, what are your thoughts? Honestly, if someone can pull off sideburns, it's definitely Rico. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, nobody can pull those off now. Um, unless it's Rico. Who has sideburns? The Hardys. Jeff Hardy has sideburns. Uh, who else has sideburns? I mean, Matt Jackson had like mutton chops for like a oh, hot second, yeah, those but those rough. were not good. Those were those were pubes on his face. Uh, <laughs> so we got Eddie Guerrero versus Edge here. Perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> the king of transitions here. So, um, so I actually, I, I just, so I recently listened to your uh, latest Inside the Mind. I think it's your latest one with Tim King. That is the latest one. Yes. You guys were talking about how uh, people used to be embarrassed to be wrestling fans. And uh, nowadays, I'm, I've kind of gotten away from that until I see things like this. So uh, during Eddie Guerrero's uh, entrance, there was a sign in the crowd that said, Eddie mowed my lawn. Oh, wait, this is where that? Okay. Yeah, yeah I realized when I posted that last night, it was during Dynamite, and people might have thought it was Eddie Kingston. But uh, yeah, you had impeccable timing with that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not my intent. That that was not from well, yesterday. Eddie Guerrero was like kind of mentioned. Like, oh, was he? Very very briefly. I don't know. Oh yeah, he's he like the third shit. the third yeah. best Eddie I faced or whatever shit. Yeah, uh, whatever the hell he said. Who knows? Um, but no, they're talking about Eddie here in 2002, and uh, he might be saying, "Well, mode my lawn." That's kind of tame, but uh, mode is spelled M O E D. So uh, not only is it racist, but it's stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, imagine being racist and dumb. Oh, wait, that's every person who's racist. Hey. Hey. Hopefully yeah, no racists listen to my show. Otherwise, I just lost listenership. Honestly, you don't deserve, you don't need those listeners anyways. Look, man, numbers are numbers, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <I get> it. <laughs> so, uh, so really the storyline here is that Edge apparently gets more bitches than Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> I think I'm reading that down. I don't know if you, if you if they showed a video package or not, or the commentary. Did that is that the story that you were? Uh... Um, honestly, let's go with that. It seems it seems right. Yeah, I mean Eddie's jealous that yeah he's losing all his mamacitas. So not the mamacitas. Not the mamacitas. So they have to wrestle for it. Uh, wrestling for the mamacitas on a pole. <laughs> and this is a uh... <laughs> so it's another rematch from SummerSlam. 
and uh, another really good match. Did uh, any, anything kind of tickle your fancy specifically about this one? Um, I just like like watching this pay per view made me realize like I feel like I haven't watched an Eddie Guerrero match in so long. Yeah, yeah. Because like I don't I, usually like I don't go back and like watch old school stuff. Um, like because I know like. TC and Breaker are, like, going through, like, 2003 and 2002 is, like, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't really, like, go back and watch full matches. Like, I'll catch, like, catch, like, a clip on Twitter or something, mainly of, like, Eddie's, like, playing possum and, like, lying to right. the ceiling kind of thing, but not him wrestling. So seeing him wrestle, especially with the hair. Ooh. Man. Mullet's on fire. The mullet, like, Eddie Guerrero rocked the mullet not many people can no can. no let's make it a comeback should. though yeah but like does it need to i mean it's the best of both worlds i tried once and it, it didn't well no see the thing is i tried to have just like long hair but then it turned into a mullet like this is how my hair grows so it wasn't my choice but um yeah okay, it wasn't for me it wasn't for me um, so Eddie Guerrero has his mullet. Edge has uh his hair as well. And uh Edge looks like a baby. Edge, yeah, he's um looks like your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne's like a big yeah, he's a big edge fan. He's he uh, edge, edge and hopped up real quick. He said yeah. Adam Copeland? <laughs> Loves it. We talking? <laughs> um But yeah, no Ed, yeah, Edge is super uh he's kind of decently early in his singles run. His uh, baby face run, I guess. Um, I guess it's been like a year or so, but he's he's starting to catch up steam. This is like the uh, the uh, the SmackDown Six era of SmackDown, yeah, which both these guys are a part of. So yeah, if you want to watch more Eddie matches, any match from this time period, you're pretty much guaranteed to get something good, whether it's with like oh. Kurt or Benoit or any of those guys. Um, so really good stuff here. The finish, well, so Eddie dominates from the jump because the whole buildup is that Eddie hit Edge with a chair on SmackDown. So Edge is dealing with concussion. Like, I don't know if it's a concussion or not. They, they took concussion so lightly back then. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, he's no, dealing with a concussion, but he's really. He's... <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but uh, <laughs> some people got hit in the chair really hard. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ed, so Eddie targets the head for a lot of the match. But then Edge starts to fight back. When uh, Eddie does this little deal where he like grabs Edge's wrist and runs up to the top, going for like a run off the top rope, but Edge mm-hmm. counters into a power bomb, which looks sick. Edge goes for the spear but misses. Eddie tries to hit a suplex, reversed into an execution, mix the cover, but Eddie gets to the ropes. Uh, Eddie, at some point, because he's that lying, cheating, stealing fella, uh, exposes the turnbuckle, takes off the pad, and uh, Ed, but Edge spears him into it. And uh, Edge puts him on the top rope to go for a superplex. But then Eddie smashes Edge's head on the turnbuckle and then hits maybe the, the most sick-looking sunset flip powerbomb I've ever seen in my life. And uh, pins him, folds him up, even grabs the tights <laughs> and gets Just the win. Just for extra measure. As if he needed it. Was... When in doubt, grab the tights. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see sun flip, sunset flip powerbombs like that anymore. And that, Eddie, his powerbombs are some of the best. Which is crazy because you like you hear Eddie, you immediately think Frog Splash. Right. And, like three amigos. Like you don't really think of like the other moveset like he had 
It's like he was strong. He was a big boy. He was veiny, extra veiny at this time. He was real veiny. Crazy. <laughs> she was wild. And that's just why he's so good, because he like he has like the charisma and the high flying stuff. But then he also like everything he does looks legit. Like the power bomb, the suplexes, mm-hmm. his forearms, like all of it. It was so good. And Edge was Edgar really good too. Was like the star. Like that's everything yeah. like you need in a wrestler. Eddie had it. Yeah. On the mic, in ring, charisma oozing out of this man. Yeah. Man. I, I fucking miss Eddie every time I watch these old matches because yeah, it's like he had because like when people think of Eddie, they think of like the low rider and the, the comical stuff, maybe the stuff mm. from China. But God, uh, his wrestling was so good. It was the so stuff good. Stuff with China that like that hits my like I can't even like I don't even want to go back and ever watch that because I would just be sobbing <laughs> the whole time. The original Mamacita. The, the original Mamacita. Ah, mm. uh, heart. Good stuff. Well, we're here. Might as well be the main event. We gotta kiss my ass. <laughs> Excuse me, I'll speak. Kiss my ass versus HLA tag team match. We got the team of Billy and Chuck versus Jamal and Rosie. So let's talk about the backstory a little bit. Uh, there is a um, <laughs> so there there is essentially a uh, so Raw and SmackDown have been competing. You know, Bischoff and Stephanie. They've been uh, tit for tit, you know, uh, going back at one another. And uh, they essentially had a gay off. Uh, chicken. Gay chicken, if you will. I don't know if you ever played gay chicken with your friends. If that's just a guy thing. Um, well, I haven't. Oh. But. I yeah, mean... me anyway. <laughs> Listen, it's. A... Kyle, it's 2022. Everyone's a little gay. Just during June. <laughs> no no <laughs> that's what gay pride month is right we, we all become gay just for a month no you're everyone's full gay in 2022 yeah just all year just a dollop of it not just june well it's extra in june it's two oh. dollops in june oh it's One extra dollop meat at chipotle year. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get two scoops of gay uh <laughs> so uh on raw Bischoff, there was really no context to it. Eric Bischoff comes out on Raw and he's like, tonight we're going to have some hot lesbian action. And my God, they built to this thing the entire show. And Jerry Lawler is busting a nut at the commentary table. Oh, shit. Like there's a match going on. He's like, oh, well, JR, there's going to be scissoring later or whatever he said. Listen, you could have gave me anybody else <laughs> on commentary, not Jerry pervy ass Lawler. Oh. Just Uncle talking Jerry. about it the entire show. I got, like, mad. Like, I don't like yeah. King at all. But, like, back then, he was worse. Especially with HLA being, like, the main theme. Right. No, get this pervy-ass man up out of here. I would have had Taz and Michael Cool talking about it the whole time. Yeah. But at least they're, like, <laughs> at least they, like, kind of, like, they were actually doing their job and mm-hmm. made jokes here and there. They weren't just, like... Oh my god, HL, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, Taz would have been like, oh, look at them tomatoes mashing together. What is what is this, ketchup or something? See, but that's fine, because it's like, <laughs> one, Jerry does it the entire time. Yeah, it's it's pretty aggressive. It's pretty, uh, yeah, overbearing, fits, maybe. Fits. Uh, but there's HLA, just, it's, it's kind of a preview for the, uh, 
later mm-hmm. segment. Uh, no spoilers here, but uh, yes. he Bischoff brought out uh, two ladies. I don't think they were the same ladies that were on this show, uh, but they were dubbed the lesbians. And uh, I don't even know if they had names, the ones on Raw, but they basically came out and hugged each other. It was crazy. Yeah, you two look at each other. I don't know why I'm Vince McMahon. You two look at each other and hug each other. Oh, yeah. It was like a, I don't know, 10 minute segment of just that. And then. And uh, this is why people were embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. Shit like this. Sorry. It wasn't 10 minutes. It was. Three minutes. There you go. And uh, I look, I intergender wrestling is fine. It's if it's in the context of wrestling, I enjoy it. Uh, I belly laughed on Raw when Jamal and Rosie came out, and one of them super kicked the shit out of one of the lesbians, <laughs> sent her into another shadow realm with this super kick. It was <laughs> comical. It was like celebrity deathmatch when somebody would get kicked and they would get knocked into the rafters. That's what it looked like, and uh, that's what HLA was. So, Yep, that's, that's HLA. <laughs> Yes. And then <laughs> to sum up, that's H. Any any other thoughts on the role? I don't know if you took a chance to to watch it or not, or if you had um, to just see if you've seen it before. So when they were like doing like the build throughout the whole show, um, talking about HLA, like some weird memory like appeared in my mind. I was like, why do I remember this? Because again, I'm in like first grade, but I have like this distinct recollection of hla (laughs) i mean what the fuck just the letters are just in the background of your mind throughout your entire life well i mean i'm bisexual so maybe that hba part (laughs) it definitely played a part uh, probably in some so you're saying eric bischoff is the reason is what you're telling me oh fuck no (laughs) he planted that seed no, give it to the lesbians. They get the credit. Yes. <laughs> Not Air Bischoff. The lesbians. Bitch off. Uh, did, you call, did you call them bitch off? I did. That's funny. Uh, so SmackDown. SmackDown. Stephanie has to go uh, get a, get a one up on him. It wasn't really her intention, but it was just how the uh, the gaze crumbled. So Billy and Chuck had a wedding. So I guess the week before, I think Chuck proposed to Billy. He's like, will you be my partner for life? And Billy was like, hell yeah. Uh, so they have a wedding and, uh, there's a whole ceremony. It's a whole thing. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I cried. Uh, Stephanie's there as a witness. Rico's there, of course. Uh, but the thing is, uh, I guess Billy and Chuck aren't gay. Uh, this was all supposed to be a publicity stunt, which, I mean, they've been a, been a tag team for, uh, like a year now. So it's a long yeah. publicity stunt. But uh, they didn't really want to go forward with the wedding. They just wanted to have a thing and get, I don't know. (laughs) But Rico was like pushing it, trying to make him go through with it. Billy Chuck, they didn't want to. And then the uh, pastor, uh, what would you call that? The the old uh, bag? (laughs) Just the bag of a human? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. a pastor. Let's call him a pastor. He's uh, he's old. Uh, Priest, a priest. Let's call him a priest. Uh, Damien Priest. He's, uh... That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Damn it. He's the Damien. So, uh, he's... 
talking very slowly because he's old, but then he says something like, uh, love can last 15 years, six months, or three minutes. And the old guy's like, wait, did I just say three minutes? And it's Eric Bischoff. He rips his uh, condom face off and... Oh my god, so Sprawl and Fade smack down, and Jamal and Rosie storm the ring and beat up on Billy and Chuck, and uh, Jamal gives Stephanie a Samoan drop, which is something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, that's the build-up to this match. Uh, gay chicken, so... Gay chicken. And it's SmackDown versus Raw, so whoever wins, they get brand supremacy, I guess... Uh, and I think I mentioned this briefly earlier, but if uh, Billy and Chuck win for SmackDown, Eric Bischoff must kiss Stephanie McMahon's ass, which, like, look, Stephanie McMahon, 2002, like, come on. She was, she was different. She had different back then. But I mean, different. Cena tapped that ass, so. She, yeah. I mean, Steph, Steph in the 2000s. She was mommy for sure. 100%. Yeah. So, uh, which, by the way, quick sidebar. I don't think you ever answered my question that I sent in for smacking it roll. Oh, wait, which question? Oh, you did answer it, but I don't think you really thought about it. It was uh, <laughs> if it was a person with the lower body of Rhea Ripley, the, the upper body of Wardlow and the face of Joe Gacy. And I asked you, would you? And you just said no. Like, when I questioned, but like, <laughs> I said, it's it's the face. Right. <laughs> See, Dwayne agrees. You, are, Can you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know you're wearing pants. There you go. Start, start meowing oh. at you. He's just gonna start meowing at you. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, Unless I can like put a mask on Joe's face. So you gotta hear. Him, you gotta hear him face. breathing though. I'll do like a scream thing. I'll just get like a. The voice box and have him breathe into that. Okay, so, so, you, so you want some cane action? Is what, what you're telling me. <laughs> no kink shaming here, but I will kink. I will kink shame this match. So, uh, <laughs> so high stakes. And oh, and if Jamal and Rosie win, Stephanie has to perform HLA later in the show, uh, as you as you do. So, uh, <laughs> three minute warnings coming out, and one of the commentators is like, they're running down basically three minute warning their hit list. Like people they've attacked over the past few weeks. And it's the, the most hilarious hit list. Because you got D'Lo Brown, Sean Stasiak, The Lesbians, uh, Lillian Garcia, Mae Young. Like, what the hell? Why are these the people that they're attacking? But like 2002 was wild. It was lawless. Yeah. Wild West. Yes. And uh, they're in California. So uh, Chuck gets whipped. Uh, for most of this match, not literally, uh, that would have been hot though. But uh, Rosie, so this is Jamal and Rosie, their first official match. Rosie uh, goes for a second rope moonsault, which is pretty impressive. Uh, misses and allows Chuck to get the hot tag on Billy. Uh, Billy goes for the noggin knocker. You know, takes both the Jamal and Rosie their heads and tries to knock them together. But age old rule in wrestling, you don't headbutt a Samoan. Nor do you make a, a Samoan headbutt another Samoan because nothing's going to happen. That's so, a sin. That's a sin. That's a sin. And uh, lots of super kicks. Chuck hits a super kick on Rosie. Jamal with a super kick on Billy. It's a super kick party. 
You got uh, Jamal throws up Billy for a pop-up Samoan drop, but Billy counters into a Famouser, which is pretty slick. But uh, Rico interferes, distracting Billy, and this allows Jamal to get back up, pop up Samoan drop, looked brutal, and gets Raw the win. So uh, a little HLA later in the show. Thoughts? Uh, Matt was good. I, I always forget that Billy Gunn's actually a good wrestler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tend to forget like, that. He, I mean, I just like recently watched the DX uh, biography thing. Right, Annie, because you always just think of him as like the New Age Outlaws, but you don't really think of them in ring. You think of all the stuff they did outside of the ring. Right, right. And like even now, Mans is crazy big. Yeah, he towers over ninety percent of AEW's division. He looks pretty much the same now, just a little bit more wrinkly. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, he's an ass man. Like a, <laughs> he's an ass man. What, what can I tell you? <laughs> what, can we, what can we say? There's nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah he is like a fine one. He is. He is nicely delicious and red. So uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Billy Gunn. It's like his popularity peaked like in an era where wrestling wasn't really a, a focus. So like Attitude Era specifically, but even this era, like wrestling's becoming more of a focus in this era. But he's a part of mm-hmm. a, a gay tag team. Well, not gay, but yeah. you know. Uh, boy band tag team so it didn't really get a lot of chances to shine the tag division like it never has been a big deal in wwe including this period so didn't he get released not too long after this um i know he had a run in 2003 he had like a a singles run and then i think it was like yeah he blew out his knee i think during that singles run and then got released on his birthday all i (laughs) i remember his feud with jamie noble on smackdown when uh, one of the matches they had, the stipulation was the winner gets a night with Tori Wilson. And like Jamie Noble had like a briefcase full of sex toys and stuff like vague memory. Huh? I said, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. Just you, you never know. Look, JP's you prepared now. You don't want to be caught with your pants up. So. Exactly. Not up. The, the phrase. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Jamal and Rosie win, and now we're on to the middle of the show where the world heavyweight title is on the line. Kind of a weird placement here, but, you know, they're figuring things out. Very weird. Um, I mean, we'll talk about you know, how the main, how the show actually finishes. I feel like this match should have closed the show, but uh, that's just me. <laughs> I agree. But, uh, yeah, world heavyweight title. We got the new champion, Triple H, versus Rob Van Dam. Uh, Triple H was just awarded the title on Raw uh, a couple weeks before this because Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, because when they were kind of just flipping back and forth, Brock Lesnar became exclusive to SmackDown, so Raw needed a title, so Eric Bischoff brought back big gold, gave it to Triple H, and uh, here we are. And Rob Van Dam uh, won a four-way to become number one contender on Raw, so uh, not a lot of build-up to this match. It kind of just felt like a rushed thing maybe that's why it's in the middle of the show but uh maybe um the match itself i honestly thought it was pretty good i think these two had really good chemistry with each other i think rob van dam and his bumping made triple h look like a like a world beater and and i think triple h even like bumped really hard for rob van dam and all his kicks and stuff i feel like the timing was really good and it just flowed really well uh yeah what do you think about this match i 
RVD just was so good. Like, that's yeah. another person who, like, he did have, like, banger matches. And with Triple H, who came, now correct me if I'm wrong, came back earlier this year. Yep, January. It, yeah, like, that was, like, the return, which is one of the coolest moments ever. Mm-hmm. So, you think, what, seven months between return and this hasn't lost a step. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, and because he did, it was, was it just one quad or is it both? Um, It was one quad and I think he tore his other quad a couple years later. Maybe it was the same quad, yeah. I forget. But I, Yeah, I, th- I thought it was both at one point. Like, he did, like, he Tegan knocks himself. Like, he did one and then. Right. <laughs> yeah. People laugh every time I say that. I'm like, but it's true. Chris Statlander, you know, all the. Yeah. All the people. Damn shame. But yeah. Triple H, like, doesn't look like he misses step at all yeah. in this. And R- you have RVD, who is one of a kind. I was just like, I I haven't, again, like, it's another person I haven't, like, watched a match back, like, from when he mm-hmm. was, like, super popular. So I was just like, oh, my God, I remember that move. I remember that move. Like, right. I remember things like he used to do all the time. I was like waiting for Rolling Thunder because that was the one move I used to always love seeing him do for mm. some reason. I don't know. But hell of a match. Definitely shouldn't have been in the middle of the card. But from like Eddie and Edge was good. And then you the fucking tag match, which was stupid. <laughs> and then from here on out, banger card. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, including the, including the, you don't think the HLA segment was a banger? No, that doesn't count. <laughs> I said match-wise, Okay, okay, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, agreed. Yeah, Triple H is kind of going through a, a character shift at this point. Like you said, he returned in January to a, a huge ovation. He had a major babyface run, won the title at WrestleMania, then had this weird period where he was like feuding with Hulk Hogan and Undertaker in the middle of the year, kind of cold stuff like it was kind of a transitionary period it was like right before the ruthless aggression era started so it was kind of a weird mm-hmm. period but uh now he's shaven he's uh kind of he's still in the middle of his feud with Shawn michaels but sean is currently paralyzed from a uh, sledgehammer shot at SummerSlam, so that's on hold for right now but uh triple h is a, a dirty dirty heel and uh not quite an evolution yet but we get major uh building blocks towards that in this show or on this match so um, matches, you know, Rob goes for a somersault to the outside and just takes a flat back bump on the floor, which looked gnarly. Yeah, this Rob Vanta, he's like a like a like Gumby, like he just throws himself <laughs> all over the place. Does that date myself? Um, but <laughs> uh, the ref takes a bump, of course, because it's a Triple H match. Uh, like Earl Hebner, I think it was, he was like behind Triple H and Rob Van Dam, like goes for a shoulder block or maybe it was the other way around and knocks the ref out of the ring, basically. Uh, Rob then hits the five-star frog splash, but there's no ref, so uh, he doesn't win. Triple H eventually makes his way to the outside and finds his trusty sledgehammer, goes to hit Rob with it, but gets a kick to the face and... uh, then uh, Flair comes out. Ric Flair comes out. He, he, uh, they're like both Rob and Triple H are down in the ring. Flair grabs the sledgehammer, 
because earlier in the show he was being berated by Triple H in the locker room. He, Triple H walked up to Rob and he was like, "Look, you you don't want to be like this old piece of shit over here." Who Ric Flair had just lost his match and he was like, "Rick Rick got in his face and it was a whole thing." Rob kind of protected Flair in that in that moment. So you're thinking, well, Flair's out here. He's surely going to hit Triple H with this whole sledgehammer. Well, nope. Surely. Swerve, bro, hits Rob Van Dam in the ovaries with the sledgehammer. And uh, Triple H then hits the pedigree on to Rob. And Ref comes to, makes the pin. Triple H retains and has seemingly aligned with old Richard Flair here. So... The beginning of a beautiful, beautiful uh, relationship, I guess, would be the term. Yeah, partnership. Bromance, some may say. Some would say. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure Evolution's like the a year after this or something. A year or two? Yeah, I, I mean, Evolution. Because... I mean, Evolution's a mystery. Uh, is hanging. No, I don't know the words. You're looking <laughs> yeah, at all the words. Yeah, I keep singing. <laughs> you just talk like it is. And then you. Yeah, but that's basically all you need. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's uh, like January, I think, where Randy Orton and Batista get brought into it, and it becomes a thing. So listen, I, I, I like, I was like, all these things seem like too close together. So I was like looking stuff up after. I was like, when uh-huh. did Evolution start? <laughs> when did Triple H return from injury? Like, because I was like, this all seems like it all happened at the same time. So yeah. I had to check. No, there was because Randy Orton. I don't know. I think Randy Orton might be injured at this point. No, he just faced, or he's about to be injured if he's not injured at this point. I know he injures like his shoulder or something. Uh, that's a weird oh, thing to see. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to be injured, fella. Yeah. All right, Apollo Crews, your vision. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, and Batista, I think he just turned on Devon at this point, so he's still kind of just being there. Batista was ridiculous looking back in the day. I don't know if you've seen 2002 Batista, but his traps are literally like massive continents on his shoulders. <laughs> Man's carrying continents, y'all. He's <laughs> ridiculous looking, but uh, yeah. He's massive. That's a thing. So uh, let me ask you a question. Are you a, uh, a Young and the Restless fan? Um, I'm more of a... Well, I, I think... I can't remember if it was this or days of our lives that i would like come home from school when i was younger and like watch with my mom mm. i think it might have been both that's the one that but... joey tribbiani was on right <laughs> you watch friends right i listen i watch friends but like i don't watch friends see joey tribbiani is a character played by matt LeBlanc. i He's... know who he is okay. how you doing right how you doing <laughs> yeah nice um but no, I knew who, like, who was showing up as soon as I saw him. I was like, "That's is that him?" Oh, so you knew that you knew this guy? I, I, yeah, because like I've seen, like, what he looks like more current times, mm. and I was just like, "Holy shit, he's been on the show forever." He's a salty dad. The show has been on forever, so it makes sense. Yeah, well, they're. Is it? Hold on. <clears throat> is the show called Old and the Restless now? Uh, no, it's still called Young Rose. Oh, man, it's a shame. Uh, They're just the old and tired. <laughs> <laughs> the old and restful. <laughs> the old and rests. Uh, but D'Lo Brown and Billy Kidman are backstage with this actor. <laughs> and they're they're acting him. Hey, fella, what's his name? 
uh, well, it's Victor from Young and the Restless. I don't know what his like actual name is, but he's Victor in the show. I'm pretty sure. Right. Well, they're asking Victor uh, if he fucks any of the actresses on the show. So, uh, and then he says. He mumbles something. Uh, yeah, he, he really <laughs> mumbles. If you don't have a script in front of him, he's mumbling. Well, the thing is, he was looking off camera like he was on fucking SNL, like they were holding up his lines. Because that's probably <laughs> what they had to do when Young and the Restless. He's like, they're just like big signs, big yeah. letters. <laughs> and uh, he says he's, I think he said he's married, so he doesn't talk about it. And then Dawn Marie comes in and sucks his cock, and then they walk off. So, yeah. uh, on screen, can you believe it? Was crazy, 2002, man. TV 14, it's amazing TV. what they can get away with. I mean, HLA, am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, no HLA in this next match. Uh, Darn. unfortunately, we got the women's title match. Is up next. Uh, so we got Molly Holly, the champion, versus Trish Stratus, and uh, yeah, not not a lot of build to this match, if any. It was kind of yeah. a <laughs> here to be a women's match, but I mean, it was for this time period. I mean, I think people forget that like there were some good women's workers. I mean, they don't compare it to today, but like, yeah. I thought this match is pretty solid for the time period. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Trish was like just like hitting her stride if you like really think about it and like molly holly who is now like helping produce banger women's matches in Mm -hmm. wwe of course they're gonna have a good match i just like i always forget that like molly holly was like women's champion i think multiple times because when you think about the divas the women of this time you really only think ivory Jazz, Jacqueline, Trish, Lita. Right. Those are like the five you typically think of. But then, like, Tori Wilson's around and Molly and Holly. <laughs> like, Tori Wilson and Nydia get damn near the most screen time of all the women that you just named. Yeah, it's more because Nydia and they're Tori there. Yeah. Because bodies. Right. Bodies. Uh, so really I, I do like how I think the story here is that in commentary is driving this home that Trish is here to be a serious wrestler like she came in as a model but she's worked hard and now she's uh, really uh, honed her skills and is really a, a serious competitor here and uh, and that kind of materializes and Trish hitting a wheelbarrow bulldog which is pretty impressive looking and gets the win in this match and wins the women's title and uh coach comes up to her after for a post-match interview and trish is like yeah i love this it's like she's basically driving home that point that she's here to wrestle and is here to hold titles and all that um which is funny because when she was coming out jerry lawler was like hey you know what you know you don't have to be dead to donate organs which is funny i laughed at that one that was kind of funny see it's the way that i cannot stand he's talking about his jerry penis I know, I know that. Yeah. I hate that man. Still do to this day. Right. Fashion. <laughs> oh man, but you know Molly Holly. Uh, they're also the, the, she's a virgin. That's like her character, which is uh, interesting. Interesting way to uh, go about wrestling, but I guess that gets yeah. heat back in two thousand two. Well, yeah, because 
if you're a virgin, you're not partaking in said HLA. So. Right. <laughs> well, what a good segue. Yeah, wait, that's oh, not, oh, shit, that's not yet. We got the goddamn Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit to talk about. Um, <laughs> this bullshit. <laughs> I'm trying to get to my 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 scissoring and my my uh, my uh, double-ended dildos and all. The, I'm not a lesbian, so I don't know what they do. Wow, it really, I was saying, it really took you a long time <laughs> to think about that. <laughs> Matt Ritter would be disappointed in me. He's going to be so disappointed in you. He's going to send me a list of other items that are used in lesbians. <laughs> right there right yeah uh lamps right there so we got Did you say lamps <laughs> so we got kurt angle versus chris benoit and uh i just i saw a lamp on my table and thought that yeah, could probably be used so we got uh yeah kurt angle versus chris benoit uh again more smackdown six action so you know it's gonna be a good wrestling match, and uh, it's it's funny how like because it's a great match, and it's like a very serious wrestling match, really intense wrestling match. But the whole build of it is <laughs> Rikishi stink faced this guy, and then the other guy made hit the other guy get stink faced with the guy's ass, and <laughs> we're laughing. That's crazy because that's what I was gonna say. Like the build of this match was fucking atrocious <laughs> but the match we got was incredible again like i don't really watch chris benoit matches mm. more so for everything that happened but that doesn't defeat the purpose that chris benoit was a good wrestler yeah no matter what people say now like obviously as a human being no subpar a, below subpar mm. As a wrestler, as a technician in the ring, one of the best. Especially yeah. against Kurt Angle. Spicy hot, like, spicy hot fire. This match. Like, I think it was TC who said like this was like one of his like top three matches in like Jessica Two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see why. It was such a good match. Like yeah. that fucking build sucked. <laughs> but it did help deliver said banger of match. Yeah. And I, there was a whole thing where like Kurt and Benoit were teaming up and they were trying to coexist, but they can't coexist. I think eventually they become like a, a true team. They might even win the titles. I forget if they do or not. Uh, it's Google. More look it up. This is, this is the, uh, like we recently saw with Brian Danielson and John Moxley. It's like, okay, let's beat the shit out of each other. And now we can team together. It's, it was like that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, really intense chain wrestling in the beginning. It's like, you can tell, and I've listened to a few of Kurt Angle's podcasts and he, he, he talks sometimes like when he had matches with Ben Wall, they would literally just go in there and like shoot wrestle for a little bit and like try to get the better of one another. Uh, German suplexes. I, I didn't count how many German suplexes were in this match, but it was goddamn a couple dozen. Uh, there was one spot where Kurt, like he goes, he hits a German, keeps the hands locked, hits a second one. And before he hit the third one. Ben Wall reverses, and then he hits two, and then Kurt hits, you know, they, they keep going back and forth for, like, two or three minutes straight, which is impressive as hell. Um, angle slam gets blocked. Ben Wall hits a German on angle and sends him. He does, like, a full-on backflip and almost breaks his neck. Uh, for the hundredth time? <laughs> it's just calloused at this point. Uh any specific uh, other spots stick out to you in this one? Um, well, I did find out they were tag team champions, so you were right. Um, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. 
Um, nothing that really, like, sticks out. I mean, they're, like, two of the best in the ring at the time. Uh You're gonna see counters and, like, a lot of counters. That was, like, the big thing. It was, like, Cornet would do something. Nah, 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 nah. Benoit would do something. Nah, 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 nah. And it was just, like, it was a good fucking match. Like, a good back and forth, like, good build throughout the match. That's how you do it. Hell yeah. No, Hell yeah. yeah. The, the, the counters were amazing. Like, because Angle would have, like, an ankle lock, and then Benoit would, like, flip it into a cross face, and then Kurt would, like, grab Benoit's ankle while in the cross face, and then yes. lock in an ankle lock, and it's just, like, back like, and forth shit like that. It was. It's crazy how good you have to be in, like, your in-ring awareness to be like, oh, I'm in this, but I can grab person's body mm-hmm. to get out of this. Insane. And it was not very common you saw this type of match, at least in WWE at this point. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think uh, ankle or ankle has an ankle lock. Benoit rolls him up, and Benoit has his feet on the ropes, but makes the pin. Ref doesn't see it. Benoit gets the win, the cheeky win with the uh, the feet on the ropes. And uh, yeah, so Benoit wins and he laughs at Kurt Angle because that is the story after all. Yeah, because. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's good shit. Nice. Excuse me, <laughs> by golly. Um, well, Brock, Brock, Brock Lesnar's here. <clears throat> so is Paul Heyman. But it's not Cowboy Brock, so. <laughs> so you, you don't give a shit. No ponytail. <laughs> I don't no give mind. a Fuck. <laughs> also, he's not the spe- he's not the uh, advocate yet. He's the agent. He's agent Ooh, Paul Heyman. It's a good call. It's a good call. He's not a wise man after all. Uh, not yet. Not yet. He's got like twenty years. Well, it takes time to become wise, you see. <laughs> but uh, Brock, so Paul Paul Heyman, of course, speaks for Brock Lesnar. It's like a backstage interview with Coach or whoever the shit. <laughs> um, Paul talks. He's talking up the main event. He's talking up Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar gets time to talk on the mic with uh, a great line. He says, uh, I'm not sorry for what I did to Undertaker's wife. I'm not sorry for what I'm going to do to the Undertaker later tonight. When you have no remorse, you have no problem being unforgiven. Oh, he said it. It's the title of the show. <laughs> crazy, can you believe Yeah, it's, it's crazy how I stumbled into that. How he just like he stumbled way into that. <laughs> He's like, oh god, I gotta catch myself, I gotta catch myself on this cushion here. And there was a cushion. Was and there is a reason Brock Lesnar did zero fucking talking. He <laughs> wasn't that bad, but it was like, okay, Brock, that's that's enough. But there's a reason you have a fantastic mouthpiece like Paul Heyman as your agent. Right. Just just do push ups. Jump up and down. Do the uh, thing. Wait, the what? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, you all think you're fucking slick trying to get me to do shit twice. I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Just like the big, his, his fucking neck is huge. I don't know. He does that thing. I don't know. I'm not Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that was because it let you spiral for a little bit. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> all right. Well, now we're at our main event. <laughs> oh, our main event, not the main event. No, I mean, it, it's 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 the main event. There's like a little post thing after this, but 
Yeah, just, be, a, just a little. A little it bit. might have been a dark match that was on Peacock. I don't know. Uh, but this is the main event. This is how we close the show. Uh, HLA. Hot <laughs> lesbian action. Uh, as per the aforementioned interpromotional match, uh, Stephanie and her team lost. So now Stephanie has to uh, be a lesbian. So uh, Eric Bischoff comes out accompanied by, and as Fink put it, coming down the ring, Eric Bischoff and the lesbians. <laughs> it's a good thing. Thanks. And uh, so, Katie, do you remember what their names are, these lesbians? No. Well, one was Peaches. Oh, wasn't the other one cream? Yes, peaches and Fucking cream. Terrible. Let's go. Oh god damn it! I knew if you gave me the first one, I'd figure out the second. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't have one without the other. God forbid. Well, man, I'm gonna have creamless peaches. Fuck out of here. Peaches cream. <laughs> Peachless cream, man. I want. I want to. I want to make that the title of the episode. Uh, <laughs> go for it peachless cream well peachless cream. we get a uh, before Stephanie comes out to partake in the lesbian action we have a little preview <laughs> Eric Bischoff makes the two uh, lesbians undress they take their jackets off they start rubbing each other's legs and uh, weenuses and uh, lots of weenus <laughs> an obsessive amount of weenus so uh, Eric Bischoff announces Stephanie, tells her to get her caboose out here. And uh, Stephanie's like, which, or I think Bischoff's like, uh, which lesbian do you want, Stephanie? And Bischoff's like, hey, you know what? Let's just have a, uh, a menage a trois. Stephanie apparently is going to have a threesome with uh, the two other ladies. It was a wrestling pay-per-view, everybody. And... Uh, <laughs> Not the porn Kyle was watching last night. No, this is this is a wrestling pay-per-view. If you're just tuning in. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Stephanie, they, uh, I guess they rub each other a little bit. Or, uh, the, the two lesbians, they basically sandwich Stephanie and they rub her. Uh, very PG rubbing. You know, it's just the legs and the back and very the... P- very PG. Maybe, maybe a buttock or two. Like, but, uh, I thought this was TV14. This is bullshit. This is not what I paid this for. bullshit. People paid to see how <laughs> lesbian action. This is not what we paid for. <laughs> But uh, Eric Bischoff all, all, all of a sudden decides that he's changed his mind. Uh, he doesn't want either of these lesbians to uh, canoodle with Stephanie. He wants, yeah, yeah, wants his hand-picked lesbian to come out. Do you remember what this lady's name was? Oh, it's on like the tip of my tongue. Starts with is an it, H. Is it Hilda? Hildegard. Damn it! I'm so close. <laughs> Hildegard. Oh, so, so he calls out Hildegard. She comes out. Um, oh, she's a big lady. She's a big old lady. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there is. But uh, <laughs> so she comes out. Jesus. Quick sidebar. I was watching this with uh. The softest part of the ring was sitting next to me when I was watching this. I don't know why I let her be in the room with me. I was watching this. this. Yeah, why? What are you doing? Uh, But Hildegard comes out. And like three seconds after she comes out, she goes, is that Rikishi? (laughs) Before I knew it was Rikishi, she knew it was Rikishi, which is pretty funny. 
Damn, shout out to the South Side of the Ring. I mean, maybe if you would have given me, given me two more seconds, I might have gotten it, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, you, the, the, it's a very distinctive uh, face and ass of this yep. lady. So That's she comes out wearing like, uh, she looks like a big librarian. And uh, yeah. walking out, comes, comes into the ring. And uh, Stephanie just makes out with Hildegard. She, she, she loves it. Uh, Bischoff's confused. It's like, why does she love it so much? Bischoff then just sees Hildegard's ass, and he's like, wait a minute! What the hell? Then Hildegard uncorks a super kick, hits Bischoff in the face, and, uh, yeah, gives... <laughs> or Hildegard rips her face off, which... A little bit of blackface <laughs> going on here. We don't talk about it. Uh, well, definitely a little bit. I mean, is Rikishi Samoan? Is he like a half? You know, is there like a like a like a like a shook of that in there? You know, I do not know. Um, I don't know. I mean, with that ass, it's got to be right. <laughs> Fuck. Look, I'm asking the questions. Yeah, you're asking the questions. I'm, okay. <laughs> it was right there. Yeah, it was right there. The ass was right there. The ass was right there. Gives Bischoff a stink face after he rips his black face off and uh, rips off his clothes, some of them. Hikes up his oh, skirt. Shoves up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoves in Bischoff's face. One of the most one of the most uh, elongated stink faces I've ever seen in my life. Great. Rips his shirt down under his nipples. It's a weird sight. Um, there's a lot. There's there's a lot happening. Uh, Stephanie has makeup all over her face, and yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Thoughts? See, um, this is also part of like me having a weird recollection of HLA. Was this was really? like Rikishi as Hildegard? I didn't remember like the name or anything, but like the vision of Rikishi dressed up as a woman coming out. Mm. I was just like, whoa. I like got like weird case of deja vu watching. So like, <laughs> Why do I remember this? What the hell? Yeah. But like that super kick he gives to Bischoff, like Ooh. fuck, man. Bischoff Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> He's joining the lesbians. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it like Stephanie like hoisting the undergarments more into the crack of Rikishi. <laughs> yes. Perfect the elongated stink face. Mm. Well, it's been building this whole show. You gotta get every inch of Rikishi's innards. Every inch. What a time. Rikishi, I mean, I mean, he said in interviews that he, he takes good care of his Backside, oh yeah so. like i think I'll, i don't remember what interview i was watching but if somebody who's like received the stink face before from rikishi and they were like it wasn't bad like everything was like taken care of back there and... yeah i think it was matt hardy i think matt hardy said it was like pleasant well matt hardy's also a sicko so i don't know if we can really take his word for anything well that's a good uh segue into this next match weirdly enough uh the wwe Title is on the line in the uh, the post show, I guess. Brock Lesnar, what? I don't know how this is a segue. <laughs> you, well, you'll see. So Brock okay, Lesnar, okay. 
defending the title against the Undertaker. Um, all right, so we got we had that hot lesbian action stuff out of the way. Get the ridiculousness is over. Now let's talk about Brock Lesnar trying to kill Undertaker's unborn child. So the uh, the weird time, weird time. We're about to get into Katie Vick and all that stuff. It's it's a weird time in wrestling. Uh, it's terrible yeah. time for me. Oh man, it's almost <laughs> October. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So uh, yeah, that's. So the build to this match, um, I guess Undertaker won a number one contender's gauntlet of sorts. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically Undertaker is implying that Brock Lesnar hasn't really been tested at this point, even though he just faced the, the Rock at the last pay-per-view, but I digress. Little Dwayne, uh, Big Dwayne. And, uh, <laughs> big Dwayne, not Little Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne. Little Dwayne, I'm isn't meowing at your door right now. No, he's, he's a Big Dwayne. That's a Big Dwayne. Uh, <laughs> you saw his belly. But the Undertaker yeah. is here. And so is Brock Lesnar. Uh, and then they have a match. But then th- th- they, they lock up. Power power struggle. You know, Brock Lesnar is the big strong hands, but The Undertaker still gets the better of the, uh, the, the test of strength. Collar to bow tie up and sends Brock Lesnar out, out of the ring. Like Taker shoves Brock and Brock does like a backflip and goes through the ropes. Like he was bumping this shit like, all over the it ring is. in this match. I, mean, I feel like Brock doesn't get enough credit for how well he bumps and all that stuff. I would agree. Um, uh, Undertaker hits his clothesline, which is like his classic clothesline where he hits the ropes and then jumps. But Brock Lesnar like also jumps. So it looked ridiculous. Like like they went so high in the air, both of them. (laughs) Why are you guys six feet in the air? (laughs) Get down. (laughs) Get down. Enough. Uh, Heyman gets on the apron at one point, distracts Taker. Uh, Brock hits the a spear, a suplex, power slam, locks in a bear hug. So he's showing that uh, he can hang with the dead man here. Really impressive offense from Brock Lesnar here. Uh, I think at one point, Taker goes into the ring post or something. He starts bleeding at some point. I don't think I caught like how he started bleeding. Do you remember? I don't, uh, I don't think I... Honestly, at this point, I feel like I look down once and then I look back up and somebody's bleeding. Like, whether that be current wrestling or back in the day, I feel like somebody bleeds every time I look down. So I don't know when this happens. John Moxley's there. It's crazy. <laughs> Moxley's on the ground bleeding. <laughs> like, nobody knows why. He plays when he's a spectator. <laughs> well, Taker's bleeding. And uh, Brock, or Taker starts fighting back. The ref, I think, takes a bump at some point, probably. Uh, there are multiple <laughs> ref bumps. I just assume the ref is always time. unconscious. Uh, once we get like past five minutes in the match. Yeah, yeah. Ref is non-existent. Yeah, he's gone. Which allows Matt Hardy to storm the ring, which is a weird little cameo. Oh, yeah. So we're at the beginning of version one. Matt Hardy, he has uh, split with his brother. And uh, Jeff is on Raw. Matt is on SmackDown. Matt's become a bit of a cocky one. He's become a bit of a bit, bit of an egotist. And uh, he's kind of a delusional, too, because he's been, like, demanding matches on SmackDown with Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. And he keeps getting these matches, and he keeps getting destroyed because he's Matt Hardy, and they're Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. and Undertaker. So I guess Matt's here to kind of prove himself or something. I don't know. He <laughs> kind of came and went. But, That's how irrelevant he was. I forgot he even showed up in this match. 
look. That's why I was like, what are you talking about? What is this segue? I literally <laughs> forgot that he showed up during this match. Barely... And I just watched this like a week ago. He's, he storms the ring, gets... I forget if it's a choke slam or a last ride. It's a last ride. It's a last ride. Yeah. Which, what a move. Ooh, he goes so, they go so high. He's... They do. Especially if you're like a tiny dude. Ooh. Oh my god. You're like 15 feet in the air. Yeah. That's... At least. And he uh, he slams you. It's a uh, it's a ride. And it's sure, the last one. <laughs> uh, so Matt Hardy, he I don't know what the point of him being in this match was. He was literally in there for yeah. two seconds. Brock Lesnar hits Taker with a spine buster to capitalize on this, I guess. I guess. Uh, but the ref is down. So Heyman throws a chair to Brock. Brock goes to hit Taker with the chair, but then gets a boot to the face. Taker grabs the chair and <laughs> damn near decapitates Brock Lesnar with this chair. The chair goes through his head, or his head goes through the chair. The chair goes through his head. <laughs> Kills Brock Lesnar. Rest in peace. It's the craziest shit you've ever seen. <laughs> head gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, man, watching chair shots to the head in 2022, it's a bit jarring, huh? So, I was just, my jaw dropped. I was like, I was like, he can't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he forgot to put his hands up. Oh, I no. Like, I was like, he didn't protect his face. <laughs> my man's wearing a, a chair necklace. <laughs> uh, Heyman, God damn, Heyman gets knocked into the crowd by The Undertaker. It seemed very unnecessary. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, poor people in the first row, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Fancy. <laughs> uh, in the ring, Taker goes to hit the last ride on the Brock, but Brock counters, goes for the F5, but Taker counters, and then the two men have a uh, a, 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 a scuffle, a kerfuffle of sorts in the corner. A quarrel, a qu- ooh, that's good. That's, that's a big good. word for Elmo. What. uh yeah so they have a quarrel in the corner and they won't break it up the ref is like hey one two three four five get out of there the guy's like heck no i'm gonna keep on beating this fella so uh they don't break it up so the ref calls the match it's a no contest i guess uh bell rings and the match is over and uh the show ends with undertaker and brock fighting in the aisleway and Taker throws Brock through the set on the stage, like the big Unforgiven sign, just chucks him through it. And yeah. Eats him like Uncle Phil does jazz. <laughs> yes. Wow! Or whatever noise he makes. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, no forgiveness for Brock Lesnar. So. Uh, no, no forgiveness. Uh, unforgiven. unforgiven. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great match. Obviously, the finish left a a little bit to be desired but yeah like how like they i feel like it happens a lot more now like matches end in like a no contest or like a double count under some shit but how are you gonna have this build like this build where brock legit almost almost kills taker's unborn child Mm -hmm. targets taker's wife this is basically a blood feud and like this isn't, this isn't like American Badass Taker, is it? Or is I um, I'm confused. Well, he's because like he has a bandana. Yeah, but he's, he's still no a biker. Motorcycle. 
He's he's more of a um, big evil Undertaker, which is a okay. sub division of American Badass. Subdivision. There there's there's leopard print pants Undertaker. That's a weird time. We that's a weird that. time. There's redhead Undertaker. Um, and now there's this Undertaker with short hair, and he's kind of like figured it out at this point. It took him a while. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't hear the rolling, rolling, rolling. Like I didn't hear. I didn't. I didn't see a motorcycle. No. I didn't see any of the fun things. I was like, oh, okay. So I don't know what Taker. I don't yeah, know. There wasn't a motorcycle. Yeah. No, he just walked. What an asshole! Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> That's gonna be so mad. Look, <laughs> I guess. On Taker. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he he meant business. So no time you for motorcycles. You can mean business and. Room, room down to the ring. You get down there faster. That's actually a damn good Equals point. Equals quicker business. <laughs> Fuck, I have a big leg on my face, don't I? <laughs> Taking care of business. That should have been what Taker came out to. No shit. That is the name of his f- submission finisher. He has he has a dragon sleeper that he used a few times, and it was called the Taken Care of Business. Are you shitting me? I there's no shit to be had. I didn't know that. I thought I was being so clever. Damn it. I mean, you were. You just didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Accidentally clever. That's By the way, you mentioned this earlier. I don't think I ever, like, explained it. Uh, about the killing Taker's unborn child. I don't think I, like, followed up on that. I think I just left it there. Uh, you really didn't. <laughs> like, you really left that shit hanging. The, the listeners have been not listening to me for the past 20 minutes because they're like, wait a minute, what's up? What, what like, about this? They're like, what the fuck up, Kyle? <laughs> Back up. <laughs> Let me get that one more can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, at one point, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker was having a match in the ring, probably with Matt Hardy. And uh, backstage, Brock Lesnar cornered Sarah, who was Taker's wife at the time, who was pregnant. Okay. And uh, cornered her, like, put his hand on her stomach and said, like, life's a bitch, I think is what he said. Just, like, intimidating her. Which, like, first of all, don't touch her. Second of all, (laughs) stop it. Third of all, she, like, goes into, like, false labor or some shit, like, after this. Yeah, right after Brock cornered her and sent her into the hospital and at first I was like, wait, did he uh, cause a miscarriage? But no, it was just a, uh, they were building it no. up as like the stress of it yeah. made her go into false labor, which is I feel like a miscarriage that would happen in like TV 14, TV mm. 14 shit. Not this fake TV 14 shit they have. You got to wait. I think it's like two years when Gene Snitsky kills uh, Lita's baby. That is one of the worst storylines I think I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. How are you gonna punt a baby doll? I mean, the, who do you like? Do you think the person who caught that still has it? I guarantee it. The baby that Gene Snitsky, uh, the baby came. Little, uh, little arsonist. <laughs> Is that little arsonist? <laughs> oh my god, it came full circle. Holy oh shit. man, can't get better than that. Well, oh my god, I can't believe it worked out so well. Like <laughs> It's man, what a what a tale that we've woven here today. Long term storytelling. <laughs> Take notes, Triple H. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, uh, uh, any any other thoughts on on Unforgiven? Any overall thoughts on the show? Um, the I forgot to like talk about it in the beginning. The video package that Ooh, opened yes, this yes. 
incredible. Now, I was, like, thinking, I was like, this lady's voice sounds kind of familiar. And what, I don't think it's the same person, but, all right. Do you remember um, Scariest Places on Earth? It was, like, a TV show on, like, ABC Family in, like, the 2000s. But it was, like, one of those ones they would show at night because it was, like, a darker, like, show. I don't remember, no. Look it, look it up after this. The lady's voice doing the intro for it. That's mm. who I thought of for the lady doing the video package for this. What did she sound like again? I don't I can't replicate the voice. Like, it, I, even if I tried, I couldn't. Brock Lesnar. I can't do it either, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I so, I like, could. think about what she sounds like, and then when you hear this lady's voice or scariest voices on Earth, tell me they're not similar. All right. Yeah, I'll go research an obscure ABC Family early 2000s uh, show. Maybe it's on YouTube. I, there's weirder shit on I YouTube, literally, I literally, like, Googled it. I was like, scary ABC Family TV show. And, like, it popped up. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then Dawson's found, Creed like... pop, pops up. <laughs> yeah, Dawson's Creed actually crazy popped up. <laughs> no, but it popped up on YouTube. And, like, I, like, listened to the intro. And I was like, oh, that's her voice. And mm. I figured it out. It's probably, it's probably the same lady just going from show to show doing various intros and that I would do voiceovers. It's the dream. That's dream. You still can. I believe in you. Thank you. If Paul Heyman can do it for NXT, you can too. Which crazy. It is. But you know what else is crazy? The She Late Showcase, which you can hear every uh Thursday-ish. Uh sometimes Wednesday, sometimes any other day. But uh <laughs> once again, thank you, uh Potato Witch, for uh <laughs> Join me on the program. We're not sliding past that at all. What's up? One more time. A potato wedge. Oh, that's a good one. I'll just have a different potato for you every time you come on here. Every time we... Well, listen, I'm happy I finally got to do something I, like, knew. Yes. No no more... No uh... WCW bullshit... (laughs) TNA wasn't bad. I was okay with the TNA one because mm. I knew the majority of people in TNA. But right. you really, for the first time, us doing a show together, you really said, "Let me give her WCW <laughs> the year before she was born with some whack ass pay per view." Little introduction to doing a podcast on my show. Here's Booker T and uh, the Nasty Boys squirting mustard at each other, and uh, earthquakes here. But he's a Dustin shark. Rose uh, fighting. So- Goon number 11, back of <laughs> truck, moving on a highway. A 30-minute match in Mississippi on a bale of hay truck, and yeah. Those are minutes I can never get back, by the way. <laughs> yeah, at least it wasn't three minutes, right? Let's see what you did there. I'm very proud of me. But there's no Jamal and Rosie on your show, but where can everybody listen to you and uh, find you and watch you and super kick you in the chest? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please don't super kick me in the chest. Okay. Please don't do that. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at KatieRasslin13. Uh, the link tree I'm about to take y'all think she lead showcase. Twitch.tv slash she lead showcase. Uh, typically, a Thursday is 6 p.m. Eastern, unless something happens. Like, this past show was Wednesday. The next show I do is going to be Wednesday. But, because things happen. I'm going to Chicago to meet friends, so I'm not trying to deal with this i don't know when this will be up so i could have already gone to chicago at this It'll point. be uh, uh next wednesday oh 
So the day before I go to Chicago. Perfect. Oh, wow. You can listen to this on your way there. Well, my flight's... Oh, actually, yeah, my flight's about hour and some change. There you so go. No I, excuse. I, really I better uh, see a, <laughs> uh, a blip from Pittsburgh or wherever you're flying out of. Uh, I would be flying out of Pittsburgh. That's where I live. Yes. There you go. Well, I don't know if you travel. Like Some people travel to other places because there's no layovers. And... No, that's too much work. I have a direct flight. Anyways, youtube.com slash she loves showcase. I always say watch the videos because they're way more entertaining because I talk a lot with my hands, a lot of facial features, you know, go do it. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you don't want to watch, I get it. It's fine. Um, So like Sheely is the brand itself. And then that's also the weekly show that Savannah and I do. Inside the Mind of is an interview series I do. Um, The newest one that'll be out on Monday was going to be with uh, Haley Ann. She's one half of Tag Talk on Fightful, one half of Romanticized Wrestling. Super sweet girl. I'm so happy I got to nice. do an interview with another woman because it's few and far in between. She'll still find a way to bring up Matt Ritter. You know what? I did, <laughs> and I'm so mad. <laughs> I tr- I didn't with her uh, tag partner, I guess, uh, mm. Kylie, because I interviewed her the as the next one. So that'll be another two weeks. But I didn't mention Matt at all. So I was very proud of myself. There's probably an Easter egg in there somewhere. There probably is. And I didn't even think about it. Whatever. Just subconsciously. Uh, but I did one with Kyle. That was a fun time. I think. Did I have COVID during your or was that Kenny's? I think. Maybe. I, I didn't have COVID. But I think I might have thought I had COVID. I think I think I had COVID. I think we were I think both you sick. Were sick. I, I was. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There it is. Yeah. There it is. I had AIDS. We got there. <laughs> Fucking Christ. But that's up on the channel if you want to check that out. Uh, and then my co-host Savannah has a show where she talks all about New Japan. I don't know jack shit about it, but I just upload it. Yeah, they have so. all their uh, Tamagotchis and Yamaguchis and... Titty Supernados. You know. Yeah. But uh, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> Once again, thank you to potato salad for joining me on the show uh go check out katie all of her info in the description below go check out the she Leech showcase and all of her other shows youtube twitch tout i don't know she does it all uh <laughs> go check that out check me out apronbump.com for all my full episodes of course on youtube wherever you listen to podcasts if you're listening to this why don't you go ahead over to the youtube ski give this video a like maybe leave a comment uh, what's your favorite lesbian porn star? Let's keep it on brand now, folks. Um, yeah, do that. And yeah, that's about all I got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you all. Big. Sorry, I just fucking yelled for no reason. Big, big smooches all around. Smooches for the gang. The the apron bumpers. All of you. Okay. That's not what I'm. That's not what you guys are. Um, but anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. Big smooches. I'm hard. Yeah.